Book of Acts, chapter number 13, verses 14 through 23. Acts 13, 14. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. After the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue set, sent unto them, saying, You men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. Then Paul stood up and beckoned with his hand, said, <clears throat> Men of Israel, you that fear God, give audience. The God of this people of Israel chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt, and with, a, with an high arm brought he them out of it. And about the time of forty years suffered he their manners in the wilderness. And when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he divided their land to them by lot. After that he gave unto them judges about the space of four hundred and fifty years until Samuel the prophet. And afterward they desired a king, and God said unto them, Saul, the son of Sis, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, by the space of 40 years. God gave them Saul for 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. Father, thank you for your word. We never cease to be amazed at how your word will grow in our hearts. And uh, these dear people here made an extra effort to come to the house of God after busy week and fighting pressures. And I ask you to bless each one that is here for the effort they have put forth to be a part of this service. And we feel we're in your will here tonight, Lord. And we're anxious to see you talk to hearts speak to my own heart right now as I endeavor to deliver the word. Uh, thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. May be seated. David, a man after the heart of God. I would like for the Lord to be able to say James Kilgore is, is in that group. He may be way down the line somewhere, but they, God spoke special things about different at ones of his people, Noah, found grace in the eyes of the Lord and the wicked world and his surroundings. There was a man that stood out. The Bible said that Enoch walked with God. Abraham was called the friend of God. That's one I'd like to be. I know that he's my friend, but I'd like for, for me to be his friend. Amen. And Moses, the meekest man, not weakness, but meekness. Meekness has more strength to it 
according to the word of God, God chose David because he was meek. He didn't even want to come with his brothers up to, up to Samuel the prophet to be anointed. He was out there in the sheepfold back there somewhere. And uh, Samuel said, you've got one more son. I want you to bring him here. His meekness, he didn't want to be in the open, didn't want to be seen. Was very reluctant, but it was used mightily of God. Job was perfect and upright. When I go through the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews and look at all of the heroes of faith, it always inspires me. I memorized that chapter uh, back when I was real young, and it's amazing when you're preaching how the Lord will quicken the word to you. He, uh, he said he'd bring to remembrance, to our remembrance all, remembrance, all the things that he had commanded us. He will not bring to your remembrance unless you know it, unless you have studied it. That's why we need to memorize the word of God. And so it's so wonderful to go through that 11th chapter of Hebrews and about everything that you could think of. Uh, someone there has been through it. They've been successful. They may have lost their lives, but even in losing their lives, they accomplished a purpose. And the Lord puts it right here in his book. Amen. So I'm glad we have the Bible to go by, and I uh, certainly want to be one of those that is reaching for the heart of God, and, and I could, it could be said of me, David is my friend. David is after my heart. David fulfilled all my will. You have to walk close to God. You don't have to be perfect. I want to tell you now, if you think you know that you have missed it or you have failed God, who hasn't failed God? It's not the man that falls, but it's the man that gets up and walks again. Amen. And I want us to realize that we're not perfect, but we're forgiven. And when the Bible says, be perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect, he's talk, talking about being complete, being complete. We live in a world that I don't know of anybody that has, I've ever seen that has been perfect except my dad. I'm sorry about that. But uh, it's so wonderful to know that you know people in this world that they've gone through so many things and they're still hanging in there. They're not going to give up. They're not, they didn't give out. They just kept holding on. And so that's what we're doing right here tonight. We're holding on. We're not giving up. Pressure's all around us. Voices, many voices in this world that's trying to dictate to us. But we're listening for that still small voice. Amen. I like what Moses said. I beseech thee, O Lord, show me thy glory. Now, he saw the glory of God many times at the burning bush. God spoke to him out of a burning bush. Ten things, plagues that he spoke to uh, the king, Pharaoh, about and uh, 
all those things. He was divinely inspired. And, uh, but, and then getting the children of Israel out of, the wilder, out of Egypt and out through the wilderness and all the things they encountered, 40 long years. And uh, you just stop and think about all the things that Moses went through. But through all of that, he still, after seeing all the miracles, he said, I beseech thee, O Lord, show me your glory. He had seen the glory of God since the day of the burning, burning bush, but he wasn't satisfied. Now, if you are satisfied, you will never grow in the Lord. You will never cause others to be saved if you're satisfied and uh, you're keeping it to yourself. There's a man, one time he wanted to win his uh, fellow employee and he just kept talking to him and working with him and, and he looked sour most of the time and, and uh, he was cross with everybody at times and and he said, I sure hope you'll be a good Christian someday. He said, well, if it makes me sour and hateful like you are, I'm not sure that I want to be. <laughs> Amen. But uh, we've got to be careful in this hour. We need to witness to somebody. Amen. Amen. We need bring someone with you Sunday night. Amen. I'll promise you you'll have streets of gold to walk on someday. But you don't walk by yourself. You want somebody to be there with you. I don't want to go to heaven empty-handed. My, the Lord's been too much, done too much for me. I've, I've got to do my best to bring others. And I like what uh, <clears throat> my dear son in the gospel here said a while ago talking about uh, witnessing and talking about loving people and talking about praying for people. And, and uh, we've got to remember we have a great responsibility. And uh, when we come to the end of the journey, let it be said he's not doing it alone. He had salt in his life and he had a light let our light so shine. When you become acquainted with Jesus, the light of the world, then he lets that light transmit from your own life. You can use that light to blind people or you can use that light to lead people, to show them the way. There are seven things that Lord, the Lord said that we are the salt of the earth, uh, light of, to the world. We're, we're the branch that flows from the vine, where epistles known and read of all men, we're stewards of the gospel, and uh, we are ambassadors for Christ. So I have a checklist. Every day when I pray, I go through my checklist. Matthew, the fifth chapter, the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, the blessed, 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 if you will keep his commandments and if you will, uh, blessed are the meek and forgive and all of that. There are 30 principles in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And uh, there are great qualities 
And God said, I want you to learn my principles before I let you use my power. And we need to learn. I checked them off every day. I said, well, I've completed that one, I believe. I believe I've fulfilled that. And I come to a couple of those scriptures, and I put a question mark by it. I'm not sure. And uh, there's one I always come to that I just haven't been able to fulfill that yet. I'm not righteous, and I'm not holy as I need to be. And and so, but when you read your Bible every day, take time to read what Jesus had to say. Amen. And I promise you, you will reach a new level in your walk with God. Thank the Lord. I appreciate my sweet son, Brother Ron. He, uh, when we needed him the most, when we had that Doby gang coming in, baptized 30 young people out of that high school. And Brother Ron, we have a man in our church that's the principal of that school today. We fought a lot of battles and uh, won a lot of victories. And we have uh, preachers out of that revival that are scattered. And, and uh, talked to one young lady that uh, she was a drum major and a, a cheerleader and all of that in the high school. And, and she became one of the finest little Christians and married a preacher. And she called me the other day from Louisiana where they pastor and said, Pastor, I've just got to hear your voice again. I want to talk to you, and I, I'm happy about that. I've got children scattered everywhere. Thank the Lord. I told you I'm not wealthy in money, but I'm wealthy in people. God has given me people. And to thank he's allowing me to have you to feel a burden for and to try to help and take a big load off of our pastor. And he's doing better. He's doing better. I haven't, can't talk him into preaching yet, but when it's time, he'll say, all right, all right, it's my time for me to take over. But he won't say it like that. He'll just kind of ease it in. What are the prerequisites for being a man after God's own heart? I like the life of David, my favorite character of the Old Testament. First of all, he was a protector of the things that were innocent. A sheep herder out there, a bear came and and uh, he killed the bear. Lion came, he killed the lion. He wasn't afraid of anything. He was a protector of those that were innocent. And then he took that same spirit with him to go down and check on his brothers who were on the battlefield. And uh, his father said, take some things to your brothers and encourage them and and when he got there, they were all in trenches hiding and, and uh, laying back. And, and he came in there and was surprised. And they were afraid. And the, about that time, the giant, nine feet, three inches tall, roared. And they just fell, fell back out of the way. And, and uh, they, he said, what's going on here? Uh, there's a cause that I represent. 
and we're not doing it right. And uh, they said, well, you just came to see the battle. He had to come overcome his own brothers. They were not glad to see him at all. And uh, he said, when the giant roared, give me a man, said, where, where are the men? Isn't there somebody? And uh, he said, I will go. And uh, the king said, you're nothing but a lad. That's all right. You just don't know what's in this lad. Amen. I'm like the boy from Louisiana, the, the great big man was going to try to overthrow him. And he said, you may be twice my tall and two times my big round, but you unclimb that ladder and I'll give you satisfaction. <laughs> David did not use substitutes. Our faith in God. I thank God for the talent that we have. I wouldn't want to have service without the talent. And Sunday night, God used the talent to give me what I needed. And I have been enjoying that all week long. And I really thank God for it. And I would not want to do without talent. But God has chosen through the foolishness of preaching to save those that believe. Now the talent brings you to the place where you're ready for the word of God. And I preached a sermon one time when praise becomes worship. And we can praise the Lord, but I saw it in action Sunday night. It just brought us right into the most beautiful presence of God and worship. And I'll never forget that little girl that stood up here and sang with the anointed. I've heard a lot of children sing, but that little thing was anointed. Oh, how beautiful it was. And I, I just know that we're here in the will of God. And David said, I'm going to continue protecting the innocent. If I protected innocent sheep, I can protect God's sheep. And uh, Saul said, let me, let me give you my armor. Let me give you my sword. And uh, David said, I can't use those things. Let me use my slingshot. He picked up five stones, and, and he only needed one to kill the giant. Someone said, why did he get five? Because that giant had four brothers that were all giants, and he may have to take care of them too. God moves in mysterious ways his wonders to perform. And uh, Saul was a tall king, but he was afraid. Saul stood above, but David stood out. I like that. Saul was greater in physical power. David was greater in spiritual strength. After all, that's what matters on the side of God. David endured hardships, difficulties. David obeyed the call of God. David had a burden. David's dedication uh, has led to the anointing. He was willing to sacrifice, do anything. I'm doing it for God. And we need to realize that. If God blesses us, we don't need to try to take glory to ourselves. Give glory and honor to Jesus. Amen. I'm not worthy, but he is worthy. 
So David overcame the jealousy that Saul had. When he, when he completed his killing of the giant, uh, the, the women began to sing, Saul has killed his thousands. Don't you know he felt good when he heard his name? But David has killed his 10,000. Immediately, the spirit of jealousy got hold of Saul, and he sought to kill David. Even his attitude and spirit was so bad, they would call David once in a while to play his harp and sing to quieten that spirit down that that Saul carried around with him. But uh, David uh, didn't pay any attention to that. He just kept walking with God and doing the will of God regardless of jealousy. Jealousy is a hard thing to deal with. And we better be careful. Amen. Don't allow pride or prejudice or jealousy or anything like that to become a part of your life. Just shun the very appearance of evil. And, of course, David became the friend of his worst enemy. He would not take vengeance. He wept over the death of his enemy. He encouraged himself, and he prepared the temple. He didn't get to build it, but he got everything ready for Solomon to come along and build it. And then I certainly can appreciate it, and I've preached it some lately. He encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself by remembering past victories, what God had done for him in the past. And he could remember all those things. When those men of his picked up stones, ready to stone him to death, they had wept until they had no more strength, the Bible said, because they lost their their wives and their children and all their possessions. And uh, David, they blamed him for it, picked up stones to kill him, And uh, then uh, the Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. And I I like that. I like that. There's nobody here that sometime or another in your life you have had to encourage yourself. You couldn't depend on your friends, your family. There are some things that friends can't do. A friend loves at all times. But when it comes to spiritual things, There's only one that can do it, and that's God. And I've got to rely upon the Lord. Praise God. I I just have a great love for Jesus tonight, and I want to be a friend like David was his friend. You know you can encourage yourself by remembering the past. I felt like a light went out of me 12 years ago when I lost my dear companion. She was with me every step of the way. She went into areas to help build a church that very few people would ever go into. She never was afraid of anything when she was doing it for God and uh, built a bus route to bring at least 100 every Sunday to Sunday school. People, little children that were down and out, had no hope, no chance in life. 
and she put joy in their hearts. She would go early on Sunday morning and the, the mothers would leave the doors open after their parties on Sunday, uh, Saturday night, hangovers, they were still sleeping, but they'd all leave, always leave the door open for Mrs. Kilgore. She'd go in there, wake the children up. She would dress them, wash their faces, give them orange juice and donuts, and uh, then she would go take them to Sunday school. She would teach her class, stay for morning worship, and then take them back home. By the time she got back, it was around 2 or 2.30 in the afternoon, and she would say, Honey, I feel so tired. I can't hardly stand up, but I feel so good in my soul. The more you do for God, the better you're going to feel. Amen. And so, 12 years every day, I've suffered a little, and uh, I uh, have lived with the wonderful, beautiful memories that I have. God gives us the ability to remember. I'm so glad that he does. We can get through a lot of difficult places if we can remember. And I remember what it takes to bring revival. Amen. And I'll never be satisfied until I can relive those memories. Amen. And uh, the young people of a church last Saturday enlisted 30 new homes to teach Bible studies in. Teenagers are excited about the Bible, about teaching the Word of God. And uh, they baptized 15 last Sunday. Well, that's if they can do it, we can do it. We're going to do it. Amen. Praise God. So I want to tell you tonight, God loves this church. He loves you. This church is in the will of God because it stands for the truth. You're in the will of God because you're in a church that loves the truth. And there's no need for us to be defeated or discouraged or down and out. You need, and I both need to look up with faith. Claim the promise of God and get out there where the rubber meets the road and see what we can do for the Lord. Woo. Hallelujah. Glory to God, and I, I want us to go forward, and we're going to encourage ourselves here tonight. Amen. I'm encouraging myself. I have been all day long. I am not disappointed. There's not a house full. I, I'm still believing God. It's going to happen someday. It's going to happen. I'm going to walk in this building a year from now, and these pews are going to be full. I see that through my spiritual eye. God's going to use some of you that you didn't, you didn't think you could ever be used. But because you're hungry for it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the Lord. 
David said, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. He would not be satisfied all the great things that I have mentioned. He was not satisfied. I'm still thirsty. I'm still hungry. I want it. Hallelujah. Praise God. And uh, I, I, that's the way I feel. I've gone deer hunting. Uh, I used to go at, at fall of the year. That's the only thing my son and I could do together. I was always so busy with everything else. And uh, we were in our deer stand uh, one morning just before daybreak. And it was freezing cold, and his little teeth were chattering. And he looked at me and said, Boy, D Daddy, we're having fun, aren't we? But I took aim at a deer after a while, an eight-point buck. And I shot, and he jumped and started running down the, the mountain. I said, I know I'm a better shot than that. I'm going to get down, and I traced, uh, uh, I, I traced some steps and some signs of blood, and, and I got down to the end of the bottom of the hill, a stream of water, and uh, I heard a noise, of, and I looked up on the other hill. Here comes that deer coming right toward me because I'm right by that brook of water. Wasn't afraid of a human now. Wasn't afraid of my 30-30 uh, rifle. All he could think of was water, water, water. He had enough air in his lungs to get down the hill and up the hill, but then he couldn't inhale. There was no lungs there. there. And so he, that's all he could think, water. David saw that same thing. And he said, as the deer pants for water, Brooke, that's the way I pant for you, God. I will not be satisfied. <laughs> Praise God. I waded in. He went right into the water, submerged, and then came up laying on his side. And, and uh, you've heard the rest of the story. But I'm just telling you here tonight, don't be satisfied. Sister Leanne thrilled me with her testimony. God performed a miracle. How many years since you heard from your brother? And the Lord moved on him to call her. Two weeks ago. She never gave up. And the end is not over. He's coming to see her. He's contacted another member of the family. God can perform miracles. God loves those that are saved and he loves those that are lost. He came to seek and to save those which were lost. We'd better pick up on that and say our master did it. And uh, I'm going to do it. I want to please my master. I want to be a man after God's own heart. 
Glory to God. Amen. When you think of a loved one, don't say it's impossible. Now, it's not a sin to say why when things happen. It's not a sin to say why. When Israel was in trouble and uh, Gideon was thrashing wheat, hidden way back there somewhere, they were afraid because the Midianites, when they'd hear about it, they'd come in and take all of the crops away. And while he was hiding back there, threshing wheat, the angel of the Lord came to him and said, The Lord is with you, thou mighty man of valor. And uh, he said, If we, uh, you know, all the things that we've gone through, and he wants me, he said, if the Lord is with us, with us, then why are all these things happening? It's not a sin to say why. Amen. David lost his son, Brother Ron. He had fasted and prayed seven days and wept. And as soon as he heard that his son had died, he got up and washed himself and and uh, and then uh, didn't weep anymore. The, the servants couldn't understand it. And he made a statement. He said, I cannot bring him back to me, but I can go to him. Amen. Even Jesus on the cross, he said, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? Why? So don't feel like uh, you're sinning when you question things. But when you have unbelief, that's where the sin comes in. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Amen. I'm going to keep on trusting him. Amen. We keep on trusting him. David said, I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. I'm going to remember what God has done for me. And I'm going to claim the promises that he has given. He promised me that I would wear a crown and be the king. That promise has not been fulfilled yet. Thirteen years he had to wait and wait and fight and hope and pray. Finally, the promise was fulfilled. But David said, nobody can kill me because God gave me a promise. Amen. Standing on the promise. I'm going to tell you folks here tonight. You may not have lived during those days of great miracles. Do you think God loves you any less than he loved them? Not on your life. In fact, he said to his disciples, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not true, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place, a place for you. If I go, I will come again. Amen. God keeps his word. 
He hasn't arrived yet, but he said, I will come again. Everything that Matthew 24 mentioned that was signs of his coming has been fulfilled. And there is trouble all over our world tonight, folks. I take my Bible, newspaper, to the coffee shop around 5.30 most of the time in the morning. I put my Bible out there where everybody can see it. Anybody comes by, I point to the newspaper, I say, that's the bad news. My Bible is the good news. And anytime you pick up the newspaper, it's going to be bad news. But the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. His promises, good news. The hope we have in Him, good news. Heaven is a holy place, good news. If we're faithful, we shall see Him as He is. Not as He was, but as He Glory to God. Glory to God. I just have a feeling our loved ones are nearer than we think. When Jesus was transfigured, he took Peter, James, and John, and there appeared with, uh, with him Moses and Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration. These men had been in the glory world. Now they came right back. Our loved ones are nearer than we think. Amen. And that's, I think, Paul meant that when he wrote uh, 1 Thessalonians 4th chapter about uh, the mystery and uh, the dead in Christ rising. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. Amen with them to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Thank God. Many of you have uh, wondered about your loved ones. If you see them again, well, you're going to be in the air and look over there, and they're going to be with you. Be caught up together with them. The Lord wanted you to know it's not just uh, leaving you by yourself. That loved one is going to be right there with you. Glory to God. Bless the name of Jesus. Feel good in my soul here. Great promises. Paul said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet of God shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? That's in the past now. Amen. The sting of uh, the sting of sin is uh, death and the strength of death is the law. But thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's all in him. We better put him first. We better live him, preach him, love him, tell others about him.
and we shall forever be with the Lord. And we're comforting each other here tonight. Wherefore, beloved, be ye steadfast. Greater Life Church tonight, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. When we're sad, we're happier than those that are in the world. They have fun, but we have joy, and we have peace. Amen. Thank God for his promises to every one of us here tonight. I'm telling you, folks, it's going to happen. Amen. Praise God. And I'm just happy that we're invited and we're going to be a part of it. And, and God's giving you some faith here tonight when you read the word, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I'm encouraging you about the promises of God. I remember the past, how great things God has done for us. Amen. My mother prayed for all of us, eight children that lived to be grown. We'd get sick. Never, ever did they take any of us to the doctor. Mother prayed until she got victory. And when she felt peace, she'd say, everything's going to be all right. She was in bed sick one day. My youngest brother was five years old. He went through the room. Mother was laying there, high fever. He said, are you sick, Mama? Yes. You want me to pray for you? Yes. Laid his hand, that little five-year-old boy laid his hand on uh, my mother and said, Jesus, heal my mother. And he started walking off, said, get up, Mama. And... Uh, he walked out of the room, and she said, if I keep laying here, I'm going to hurt that little fella's faith. She struggled to get out of the bed. Once she got on her feet, the sickness completely left. The prayer of a little five-year-old boy. Amen. God answers prayer in the morning. God answers prayer at noon. God answers prayer in the evening. So keep your heart in tune. I'm tuning up my heart here tonight. Jesus may come in the morning. Let's stand. Jesus may come at noon. Jesus may come in the evening, so keep your heart in tune. Jesus may come in the morning. Jesus may come at noon. Jesus may come in the evening, so keep your heart into praise God praise God amen thank the Lord thank the Lord thank the Lord 
I wonder if there's someone here tonight, you're going through something, you're struggling, trying to have faith, and just thinking about the past, what God has done, and the present, what he's going to do. He wants to take away all the doubts. He wants you to have faith in these last days. And if you're willing, I just have faith tonight for you. If you don't have any, say, well, Pastor Kilgore's got it, so I'm going to go on his faith. And if you are struggling for lack of faith, I feel impressed of the Lord to tell you, if you will just make the step, take one step toward the Lord, he'll take two steps toward you. Amen. Don't be ashamed to step out. I feel the Spirit of the Lord is moving in His own gentle way right now. And I challenge you, this is your night if you want it. You may not have this opportunity to get your faith strengthened for a long time. So I'm waiting for somebody to be willing to step out. I'm struggling with something. Thank you, Brother J.D., I'm waiting. God's going to honor you stepping out, and he's going to increase your faith. Praise.